Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. I pray that you are richly blessed in the Lord. And no matter what you hear or what you see in this world today, I want you to know that Jesus is still on the throne. Keep your head up. Jesus is coming soon. Well, on today's broadcast, I want you to hear the message entitled, Help, I'm Lost. And don't you know in this world today, it is easy to get lost in the cares of this life. It is easy to lose our focus and to lose sight of our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. But don't you worry, my friend. He's the good shepherd who leaves the 99 and goes after the one. We're going to learn about his saving grace today and a whole lot more. So you don't want to miss not one part. And don't forget to join us online 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. And if you have the Kingdom Rock app already installed on your phone, well, you already know you have the message already right there. If you don't, just go to the website at www.kingdomrock.org and download the app. You can have it today. It's absolutely free. And oh yes, please, by all means, join us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Pastor Mark A. Stroud. That's right, facebook.com forward slash Pastor Mark A. Stroud and click the like button. I'd love to share inspirational words with you and keep you up to date with all the messages and everything that goes on right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. And now without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, Help, I'm Lost, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, Luke the 15th chapter, Luke 15. We wanna speak from the subject today of help, I'm lost. Help, I'm lost. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, help me, I'm lost. And I wish you could, neighbor. But only the Lord can supply that for us, amen? We'll do just a little bit, just a little bit of reading here. Luke 15, verse number one, it reads like this. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to, uh, for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Now we'll stop there for a second, because these two verses, on these two verses hang the entire chapter of uh, uh, chapter 15 here of the book of Luke. If you can understand these two verses, you'll understand the rest of it a whole lot better. Amen. Amen. All right, so it says again, then drew near unto him, drew near unto Jesus, all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Now, right away, we know that there is something odd and strange here, especially within our modern day church culture. Hear this. It says the sinners, it says all, all the publicans and sinners drew near to Jesus to hear him. In other words, Jesus was a safe place. Now, why is that strange? 
Because when most of the world thinks about Christians, thinks about Christianity, they think about judgment and condemnation. And most sinners, quote unquote sinners, don't feel comfortable coming into the house of God. How far have how far are we removed from being like Christ? They were drawn into the presence of the Lord. They were drawn. The Bible says that it said, then they drew near to him. They came into his presence. They felt the love of God. They felt his love and acceptance. He was looking at them, not necessarily what they were doing in order to lead them in the path of repentance. But the scribes and Pharisees, the Bible says that they murmured against him. In other words, the word murmur means to complain. They sharply complained. Why did they complain? They complained because Jesus was welcoming the sinner into his presence. Look at that. The Bible says, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured against, uh, murmured against him. Or just, they, it just says they, they murmured, saying, this man received sinners. And eat it with them. The Bible declares the word, use the word receives. And the word receives there means to welcome, to admit them, to, to admit one into the presence of one. Jesus welcomed the sinner into his presence. Isn't that something? Now the scribes and Pharisees were murmuring because they did not have that same mentality. They, as a matter of fact, uh, historians tell us that the scribes and Pharisees wouldn't really even talk to the sinner, wouldn't even talk to them, let alone eat with them, or even they wouldn't even invite you over to their home because of their traditions. Are you hearing me? So here is Jesus. He is now welcoming them in his presence. The scribes and Pharisees, the religious leaders of that day, would not even talk to them. But Jesus saw past their conditions and he saw them. He knew that there was a treasure on the inside of them. He knew that they were lost and they needed to be guided in the right way. They need to be guided toward repentance, to a way of turning. Now, we said before that that we would think it's crazy if someone goes to the emergency room or rather would say uh, if someone that is sick and bleeding and they, and we would think it's crazy if they would say, uh, well, I'm, I'm afraid to go to the emergency room. What would they say about me if I go in there? You know, uh, or, or uh, I'll get let me get well first. Let, let me get healed first and then I'll go to the emergency room. Right. We would think that that is absolutely uh, people be they'll be out of their minds. Crazy. What do you mean? You're sick. So you go. Remember, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and read this. Uh, let's go to um, Luke five. Let's go to Luke, the fifth chapter. Let me show you this. Let me show you uh, the heart of the Lord here. Luke five. And let me show you just the heart of the Lord here. Let's look at uh, verse number 27. And it says, and after, uh, after these things, uh, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi, talking about Jesus, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, follow me. Now here again, the Levi uh, was the name, man by the name of Levi here. Of course, it came, became Matthew. Uh, he was a publican, and publicans were tax collectors, and they were thought to be the most 
horrid people among the Jews. Nobody had anything to do with them. But Jesus told him, follow me. And, and the Bible says in verse 28, and he left all, rose up and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their, but their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? In other words, here again, why are you fellowshipping with the sinner? They are not like us. I want you to notice how the religious paint a, a, a thick line between them and the sinner. They say you are not like us. You don't go to our church. You don't read our Bible. You don't dress like us. You've got chains in your face and your ears. You've got so many piercings. You've got all these tattoos. You're wearing all this leather. You've been clubbing. You've been this and that. Don't come in my presence. You're not like me. You see, the Pharisees and the, and the scribes, they had their own way of doing things, their own traditions. And if you didn't do what they did, they thought that you were worth, they thought that you were worthless, that, that you were scum. But here is Jesus, who is God in the flesh, now saying to them, come. The very persons that the scribes and Pharisees, the religious rejected, God says, come. What you need to say, what you need to see is the stark contrast between the two. The religious says, go away uh, until you can become like us and then you come on in. Clean yourself up, the religious says. Clean yourself up and then come and find us. Stop doing what you're doing and then come and find us. Really? Now, we say that because the only way the scribes and Pharisees knew that these, that these people were sinners was because of what they were doing. They were rejecting them because of what they were doing. That's what religion does. And for the most part, it rejects people, or the religious, we can say, rejects people on because of what they're doing. You're still doing this. You're living in sin. What, what are you doing That You're not married, and, you, you know, y'all living in sin. Don't come, this, not the other. The religious rejects you based on what you do. But Jesus accepts you based on who you are. He welcomed them into their presence. And this is why, because of that contrast, the, the rejection of the scribes and Pharisees and the welcoming of Jesus, because of that, they were both at odds all the time. The Lord Jesus firing darts, call, uh, calling them, uh, you blind guides, you vipers. And the, the scribes and Pharisees on the other side saying, who is this man that eats with sinners, that drinks with them? Doesn't he know who they are? What's wrong with this Jesus? Because if Jesus was really holy, he would reject the sinner like us. Are you hearing? That's what they're saying. But Jesus, two different extremes. He welcomed them into his presence because he had something for them. Let's finish reading here. So, so Jesus went into the house in verse uh, 30 says, but their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples saying, why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? We don't understand that. Why are you eating and drinking with them? Verse 31, and Jesus answering said unto them, 
They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. They were lost. Now look at how Jesus answered the question again. They asked him, why are you eating and drinking with sinners? And Jesus said, those that are well don't need a doctor. If you're well, you don't need to go to the emergency room. But those that are sick are the ones that need to go to the emergency room. Are you hearing? Now he's throwing off on them because they thought that they were right. They thought that they were whole. But the Bible records in Romans, the third chapter, verse 23, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. They were even worse sinners than the others because they thought that they had no need for God. Are you hearing me? If you think that you are well, you won't go to the doctor. Praise Jesus. If you think that you are well, you won't go to the emergency room. Are you hearing me? Only those who have a pain, only those who know they have a sense of sickness in their bodies will go out and seek a doctor. These were people, these quote unquote sinners knew they had a, they had a sense of sin. They had a sense that something was wrong in them and they were seeking the Lord for that answer, for that, for that solution. And Jesus welcomed him, welcomed them all into his presence. He said, those that are whole need not a physician. In other words, those that are already righteous outside of God, you don't need me. And this was, the, this was the, the main thing here. The scribes and Pharisees, they, they simply declared with their actions, we are whole, we are right, we're doing everything we need to do. We don't need God in this room. Here again, Jesus is God in the flesh. They were saying, we don't need you. We're coming against you because we have our own way of doing things. They were independent from God based on their own works. But God did not create us for independence. He created us to be dependent upon him. And this is what these sinners, these publicans had over these scribes and Pharisees. They were still dependent upon the Lord. They recognized that they were lost and they needed a savior. They needed to be found. They wanted to be found. Are you hearing me? He said, I came not to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance. Now here again, the Pharisees and Sadducees were not righteous, but they thought they were. Jesus said, I didn't come for y'all, but I came to call the sinner to repentance. I came as the Lord came as a doctor to those that were sick. Now, if someone comes in the hospital and they are bleeding and they are terribly, terribly sick, I don't know of any hospital nurse that says, oh, you're too sick. Get out of here. If you see that, let me know. Let's call Channel 5 see if we can make some money off of that. Because something is wrong with that. Right? But see again, this needs to be the attitude of the church. We need to see those that are sick in their sins, sick in their addictions or their habits, what have you. We need to see them as that and usher in the help of the Lord, usher in the doctor, Dr. Jesus, to come and help them instead of condemn them for the sickness. Are you hearing now, here again, as we are in these last days, you're going to see things get worse 
and worse and worse. The love of many will wax cold, but it is the position of the church not to judge the sinner, but to welcome him into the body of Christ, to welcome him in, leading him, her, them into the place of repentance. They will not repent until they see another way. They will not repent until they see another way. There has to be another way that is shown unto them. But if we ostracize them and cast them aside, they'll never see that other way. Are you hearing? Now, let's go back to um, uh, Luke 15 once again. Y'all stay with me today. Luke 15 says, here again, verse number one, it says, Then drew near unto, unto him all, all the publicans and sinners to hear him. They wanted to hear what Jesus was saying, what he had to say. They had a sense of loss, and they wanted to be found. In verse 2, it says, And the uh, Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Now, let's look down at the preceding examples that the Lord Jesus gives. He says, And he spake this parable unto them, saying, what man of you having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doeth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he lay it on his shoulder and rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. Rather, for I have found yet yeah, my, my sheep which was lost. Verse 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine. What does he say? Just persons which need no repentance. Here again, he's throwing off of them. He's telling them that God rejoices over this one sinner that repents over these 99 quote-unquote just people that don't need God now anytime we say I God I don't need you I don't need your word I don't need to do what you say understand something that is rejecting God and once you reject God you reject everything that he has for you but as long as we are dependent upon him, we have the heart of dependence upon him. We open ourselves to receive everything that God has for us. We have to continue to declare, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. We're going we're gonna to have to remain in the place where we are continually repenting before his presence. Repentance is not just when you give your life to the, to the Lord. Repentance is to be done daily. Repentance means, God, I've, I've gone the wrong way, but now I want to go the right way. Repentance means a turning, a turning away. Repentance means I am dependent upon you, Lord. I am dependent upon you. And if we lose our dependency on God, we then become religious. We then become uh, self-sufficient. And when the man becomes self-sufficient, he becomes religious and then he turns his back on God, keeping what God has, but never receiving God himself. Does that make sense to you? And that's a dangerous place to be in. Understand something. When we neglect to pray, we're saying, God, I got it. 
When you neglect to pray, you are saying, God, I got it. I don't need your wisdom. When we neglect or when you neglect to read your Bible, to study the word of God, you're saying, God, I already have all the wisdom that I need. Your actions are saying that. And our actions speak much louder than words. Please understand that. It's through your actions we, commun we communicate with God through our actions. Your attendance today in church speaks volumes. Your praise and worship speaks volumes. When you love those that hate you, speaks volumes. When you control your tongue, speaks volumes. Your actions are the things that, 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 uh, that the Lord uh, sees. Your actions are the things that determine your destiny. Well done is better than well said any day. Let me say that again. Well done is better than well said any day. Okay? So here again, when we refuse, when we refuse and we reject God, because here again, man in, in the Garden of Eden, it all started back there with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, with their actions, they were saying, God's telling us a lie. Here is a better way. I have a better way now. And what were they doing? They were trying to become self-sufficient away from God. We got this, God. We can do this. Here's another way that does not involve you. They're trying to cut God out. Out of the picture let me cut you out God I've got something else here they were becoming self-sufficient self-reliance and when you do that you cut God off the picture and you welcome in at the same time you welcome in all of hell uh, to you are you understanding but we must always continue to repent before the Lord and stay in a place of dependence Stay dependent upon him. Stay dependent upon him. Amen. Turn to your name and tell him, we must stay dependent upon him. We must stay dependent. When you're dependent upon the Lord, you're walking in faith. You're walking in faith, not by sight. When you're dependent, you must stay dependent. I pray that you hear that word of the Lord. You must stay dependent upon him. If there comes a day, or, and there will come a day, that the enemy will tempt you just like he did Adam and Eve to be dependent. I got this. You got this. You can make that happen. Just ignore what God says. When you do that, if we fall to that temptation, then you're on your own. And then we'll have that amnesia later on and say, God, why did I get out of here? Why is all this stuff happening? You ate the fruit. Rudy Roop. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You cut God out. You cut God out. Are you hearing? Don't cut God out. Don't cut him out. That's why we need to be repentant in this presence because it's so easy in this life to try to make it and do it our own way. We've got to continue to cry out unto him. Lord, I'm lost in this area. Help me. I'm lost. I can't see my way through. I'm lost, God. Help me. Help me. I can't see how coming to church is going to help me. I can't see how paying a tithe is going to help me. I can't see how forgiving them is going to help me. I can't see. Lord, I am lost. Please. Please help me are you understanding and when you decree that and declare that God will help you he will show you the way because the only way the only reason that we don't do the will of God if you're born again the only reason you don't do the will of God because you haven't seen it 
because you haven't been privy to it. You, don't, you haven't really been intimate with the truth. And when you're intimate with the truth, you will walk in the truth. Are you hearing? Yes, we need some help. But understand here that there is rejoicing, as we begin to close, there is rejoicing in heaven over the sinner that repents. More than just those um, that say that they're righteous, they don't need anything else. Look at the other example the Lord gives, verse 8. He says, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doeth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she, uh, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. You want to make God rejoice? You want to make the angels in heaven rejoice? Then repent. And I'm telling you, the repentance is just not and that we when we think of, of repentance, we think of the sinner. Sinner means one who sins. It does mean one who has not been justified, but it also means uh, even those that have been justified who continue to sin, who have lapses in judgment. Are you hearing me? Who fall short when we confess our sins before him? He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I wonder, would anybody admit, really admit, that sometimes we walk in the wrong way? Sometimes we walk in the wrong way. And don't you know when you walk in the wrong direction, you need to have a, turn, a change of directions. And a change of direction is called repent. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. So the, the Bible, the Lord says again, he gives us another example of a woman who's lost money. She seeks, she tears her house up until she finds it. When she finds it, she rejoices. Same thing as with the lost sheep. When he finds it, he rejoices. Now then we go down to the prodigal son uh, illustration. I'm not going to read all of it to you for the, uh, for the sake of time. Uh, we'll start down here at verse number, uh, number 16. We know he, the prodigal son got the money left and just spent it on crazy things and and he found himself broke in a broke condition, and he uh, was there in the pig pen about to feed the swine. Look at verse number 16. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Now the word fain there means to long after, even to lust after, to crave. He had to get, the only way he repented because understand, he left home because he was rebellious. He left home because he was rebellious. I don't want to do it your way, Father. I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it my way. Can you see what we're saying here today as it's woven through the scripture? I don't want to do what you say. I want my, what I say. Give me my money. Give me the inheritance that falls to me because I want to do things my way. Not your way, God. I want to do it my way. And so he received the inheritance and he left out doing things his way. And what happens? He falls in a bad place. And so here he is about to feed the pigs and he begins to long for the, the pig's food. Now, the pig, especially in the Jewish culture, is one, was one of the lowest and lowliest of animals. One of the dirtiest and unclean animals. Not only did he have to feed him, 
uh, something that he thought that he would never do, but he's now desiring the food that the pigs ate. So he's now desiring something that he thought that he would never desire. Now, this is where sin would lead you. Once we decide to take things, take our lives into our own hands, hear me, this is where it leads. It leads people to doing things that they said that they would never do. Hang around people that they said they'd never hang around. Go places they said they'd never go. They said, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. But yet and still, here is this man. This rich young man who was rich, young man, came from a good family, came from a good home, but decided I don't want what you have to offer. I want to do it my way. I don't want your wisdom, mom and daddy. I don't want your wisdom, grandpa and grandma. I want to do it my way. And this is what your way gets you. Are you hearing? When we reject God, we open ourselves up for all of the filth and contaminants of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you that this world has a curse on it, big, fat, and ugly. <laughs> there is a curse on this world. You don't know, just look at the six o'clock news. There is a curse over mankind. God didn't put it there. Adam and Eve welcomed it in the beginning when they told God, we don't want you. We want our way. And the devil comes in and brings all this calamity and shame and, and bombing and shooting and killing of babies. All this terrible stuff is happening now. Awful stuff is happening because man has decided, I don't want God. I want to do it my way. And as a result of that, there's a curse in the land. And when we reject God, we open ourselves back up to the curse. Even though some of you are born again, born of God, but understand something. When you refuse to do it God's way, you open yourself up to the curse. Are you hearing? Oh, you don't have to believe me. Just keep on living. The Bible declares that the wages of sin is death. We open up, but we were never meant to receive death. Never meant to receive it. But when we refuse to do God's way, we open ourselves up to receive it. As if somebody has a cold and they come around you and they, <laughs> oh my no. <laughs> and, and before you were, you, were, you were doing like this. Don't bring that around me. Don't bring that around me. No. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I want your coat. I want your coat. You cover your mouth. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. But when we refuse to do God's way, we do this. Yes. Bring it in. You then open yourself up. They've got a fever. They're burning up. And you say, oh, yes. Let me hug you. Let me rub all on your face. Yes, you welcome in the fever that was never meant for you. Are you getting the example here? So yes, you're born and yes, you're saved. But when we refuse to do it God's way, we open ourselves up to the things that are already out there. Are you hearing? Praise Jesus. Let's go ahead and land this plane. And so we see here, he now desired to do something that he said he would never do, that he thought, I'm sure, that he would never do. But that's where it leads to. 
when we, when we refuse to do it the Lord's way. Verse 17 says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, father, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. That's what I'll tell him when I get there. And he arose and, and came to his father. And but, or rather, but when he was a was uh, yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And his father, rather, and his son said to his father, Father, I have sinned. I can hear him, the daddy, just hugging him. and Dad, I can't breathe. Dad, I can't breathe. Give me a second, daddy. I got to tell you something. I can see it happening. And his father said, and son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no longer, no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said, then he let him finish it. Father said, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry to party down, party down, party down, party down. Amen. Are you hearing me? Now, why are they partying? Why are they rejoicing? Because the sinner has now repented. The same thing we saw there when the woman lost her coin, she comes and rejoices when she finds it. The same thing when the, when the shepherd loses sheep, he comes back home with it on his shoulders, he rejoices because he's found it. And this is exactly what Jesus has come to do. And when one sinner, sinner that is unregenerated, or one sinner, one that is born again, decides to turn from their ways and turn unto God, heaven rejoices. The mixed mass in heaven says, cue it up, angels. The bass man goes. I mean, the angels just join. They just rejoice. Streamers pop everywhere. Fireworks everywhere over one person that decides to turn to God. Is that make? Is that being clear to you? Over those that say, I don't want God. Now, where did that come from? Beginning right there in the beginning of Eden when Adam and Eve said, I don't want you. But when man begins to turn and say, God, I need you. Wow. At that point, boom, rejoicing begins to break out. The praise and worship band begins to break out. Heaven rejoices when we decide to turn. Are you hearing? The question is, will you decide to turn? But Lord, I don't see how it's going to make it. I don't see how I don't see how I can do this. Turn. I don't see how. Turn. Turn and God will show you how. Amen. Turn.
turn and he will show you how. Turn and he will show you how. Turn and he will show you how. Make up in your mind, Lord, I want to do what you say, but I don't know how to do it, Lord. I'm lost. Can you show me the way? Turn and he will show you how. Turn and he will show you how. He'll show you how to love your husband. He'll show you how to love your wife. He'll show you how to love your children. He'll show you how to do better things with your finances once you turn and let God show you the way. There's that pin drop again. <laughs> Turn, let God show you the way. Can we wrap this up? Now notice the heart of God, which is the heart of Christ. When he saw the sinner, he didn't say, yo, look at you. Look at you, y'all. Mm, smelling like a pig, been in the pig pen. You want to come back in my house? What's wrong with you? We don't have that up in here. You so nasty. You all bad. He didn't say that, did he? No, he hugged him. And you know the son was stinking. You know he was smelling. But yet and still the father still embraced him and loved on him because he understood that his son was valuable. You don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But notice, and we're close here, notice the reaction of the elder brother. And you'll find this the same reactions of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Listen to this. And it goes on and down to say in uh, verse number 25. Now the elder son uh, was in the field, and as he came, uh, drew nigh unto the house, he heard music and dancing. Now, I don't know how somebody hear dancing. I don't understand how they hear music. I guess they must have been putting them down. They were really getting down up in there, you hearing me? If you heard music and dancing, they must have been partying down, digging bowling, you hear what I'm saying? They must have been partying down in there. If you hear dancing, all right? So, praise the Lord. He heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what these meant. What, what's, hey, hey, Bobby, come here. Hey, what's going on up there, man? What's going on? And he tells him, and he said unto him, thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf. Uh, we got steak in the house, man, uh, because he hath received him safe and sound. What is his brother's reaction? He was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And this is what the father said to the other brother. He answered, answering, said unto him, lo, these but this is what the brother is saying rather to the father. As the father comes out saying, son, come on in the house. Come on in the house. The elder, the elder brother says, lo, these many years, I do, rather do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. What does that mean? He's right. He feels like he's self-righteous. I've been doing all this good. I do all this good work here. And he says, and ye... Rather, and yet thou never uh, givest me a kid that I may uh, that I might make merry with my friends. You never did anything for me. I've been serving you. I've been doing this and doing right, and you never gave something to me. Now, notice the brother's uh, response to the party. He says, "I've been serving you. I've never transgressed. I've never sinned against you, and you've never given me anything." What's the brother's heart? The brother's heart is for what's in the father's hand, but not what's in the father's heart. You understanding? 
I want what you have, but I don't want you. And which is the same thing that the religious say, the Pharisees and the the scribes. I want what you have, boy. I wonder what would have happened if God would have given them healing power. How, if, if, if God were to allow the Pharisees and the scribes to do the miracles that Jesus did, how would they have handled it? They probably would have said, here comes, here comes Rudebeg in there. My leg, my leg is falling off. Mr. Scribe, please help me. It's falling. Let me check my records first. Hmm. Hmm. You have not been here in church. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, what, 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 what? You were in the club last night. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. Oh, but my leg. Are you understand what I'm saying to you? But what did Jesus do? He saw him and he welcomed him. Come. What did the father do in this case in John 15? He saw him and said, come. He welcomed him with no strings attached. Without you jumping through hoops, they still receive God's love. Are you hearing? And so the Bible says here in verse number 30, but as soon as he says, now this was the words of the, of, the, of the elder son, but as soon as this thy son was come, uh, which have devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed uh, for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, son, thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. The father said to the eldest son, look, everything I have is here. You have access to it. You want to go throw yourself party? Go ahead. You have access to it. But you want you want you don't want me. You want what I have. You don't want me. You want what I have. You've, you're here in my house, speaking now of the Pharisees, Sadducees, you're here in the house, you've got the word, and I am here with you, but you don't want me. Are you hearing? The eldest son said, Daddy, you make him a party, and he's been out there living up with the harlots, and you gave him, gave him a party. Why did he give him a party? Because he repented, because he turned. And the, and the father told the elder son, you can have a party too, but you don't want me. You want what I have. You want what I have. Everything I have is available to you. Just like the word of God was available to the Pharisees and Sadducees, just like the presence of God was available to them as well in the form of Jesus Christ. But they didn't want him. They wanted what was in his hand. They wanted him to stop what he was doing because it was showing them up. Are you hearing so I pray that today that, you would, that we would turn unto the Lord and just repent from our ways. Repent from the evil that's in our lives. Ask God to help us to get this out of us. Because whatever is in us that is not of God is causing the curse to come in. It's causing the curse. And the day will come that prayers of mom and daddy won't be able to stop it. Prayers of pastor won't be able to stop it. Because the wages will be given to the person that earned it. When you work at your job, I doubt if my name is on your paycheck. If it is, please let me know. I want my money and I want it now. No, when you get paid, your name is on your check. You earned it. And the Bible says again that the wages of sin is death. You 
labor for it, you're going to earn it. You're going to get the check and you're going to have to cash it. Are you understanding? So it behooves us to turn now unto God. Let's turn unto him and be dependent upon him once again. Because the only reason here again, the only reason that we're sinning and, and falling away is because we're not dependent upon him. We need to be dependent upon him for every area of our lives. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.